Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Thank you. 
and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to invite Bishop Eddie Freddy. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise, every praise, every praise is to our God. beautiful sketch from the drama ministry put your hands together for them it's beautiful 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 amen all right let's take our memory verse for today Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 2 to verse 3 let's take it together ready go Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 to 3 Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Amen. We take it one more time. Okay, let's take it. Ready, go. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 2 and 3. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Amen. Are we okay or... You're okay. Oh, okay. Then we can take it off. All right, let's do it together. Ready, go. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for today. We ask, oh God, that your spirit will be with us. Thank you, oh God, that your spirit is here to convict of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Let your perfect will be done. Touch lives. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. And please turn with me to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. I'm reading from verse 1. Luke chapter 19 from verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. 
which was the chief among the publicans and he was rich i think the publicans were the tax collectors and he sought to see jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was little of stature and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way and when jesus came to the place he looked up and saw him and said unto him zacchaeus make haste and come down for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was going to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. You can title the message, The Salvation of Zacchaeus. The Salvation of Zacchaeus. I believe that Zacchaeus' story is an encouraging story, especially if you're a rich man. Because many times, it's very difficult for a rich man to make it to heaven. But at least, the story of Zacchaeus makes us understand that it's possible. Hallelujah. And I also love this story because it ends on a very powerful scripture in verse 10, which gives us more like a summary why Jesus came. That the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. This is the thing that we must be thinking about all the time. That Jesus came to save. He came to save. Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then he goes on to say in verse 17, he says that for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So Jesus did not come to condemn anybody. Jesus rather came to call you to come to him. Hallelujah. Today, may you come to Jesus. Oh, I said, may you come to Jesus. So, this morning, I just want to talk to you briefly about the salvation of Zacchaeus. Now, the first thing you need to understand here is that Zacchaeus, like many rich people, encountered Jesus when he was passing through the city. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, and Jesus passed through Jericho. Jesus passes through all the time. And many times when he's passing through, maybe he may pass through once. Yeah. 
He may not pass through a particular city every time. But one time, one point or the other, he may pass through. Even you, your life, he will pass through. He will pass by. It's not always, but one time, everybody in your lifetime, Jesus will pass through your life. And as you are sitting here today, Jesus is passing through your life. Hallelujah. So Jesus passes through. And I believe that today, Jesus is passing through to help somebody. Yeah. And everybody needs to hear the gospel. That is why the message has to go to everybody. That is why as a church, to send the message to our work colleagues, to our friends, family members, clients, your service providers, because they also need to have Jesus pass through where they are. And maybe you will be that person to send that message to them. That is why we also as a church do our part. Jesus said that if you had 100 sheep, one is lost. Will you not go and look for the one? So we have many people here at the Kodesh. We can just be here and be happy and be jumping. Every day we are singing and dancing and all that. But there are lost ones out there who also need to be saved. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. It will not just happen. We need to look for them. We need to get to where they are. Jesus' movements were always kind of look like he didn't have any agenda. When he's moved, a woman with the issue of blood will come. Jairus will come. Centurion will come. He's just moving with everybody. But you will find out that every move he made also was targeted at somebody to win somebody. So in this case also, Jesus passed through Jericho because he knew that Zacchaeus would be there. So when he passes through there, Zacchaeus will be saved. Oh, may the Zacchaeuses who need to be saved today, may they be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. The second thing you need to understand today is that Zacchaeus, like many rich men, was a sinner and he trusted in his riches. Your riches doesn't exempt you from being a sinner. (laughs) Because some people feel that once I am rich, I'm exempted. No. The Bible says that when he went, the people said, hey, this man, he has gone to the house of this sinner. He was a rich man, but he was a sinner. And and that's what people see that a lot of rich people, there are a lot things that they do to acquire their riches. But of course, there are also people who are doing genuine things. Yeah. But Zacchaeus was a sinner and nobody wanted to go to him, which is the thing. It's like the people for which Christ came, we don't go to them. The people were saying, he's a sinner. Why should he go there? But Jesus said, the son of man came to seek and to save the sinners and so the sinners are the people we have to go to that is said oh he's a sinner why do you go there 
Ah, I don't want to associate myself with certain people. How do we witness to them if we don't get close to them? We have to. We have to send a message to the people out there who need to be saved. And Akio, like every rich man or many rich people, trusted in his riches. People think that their riches will be able to save them. But your riches will not be able to save you. In Psalm 49 and verse 6, the Bible gives us a scripture there. Psalm 49 verse 6. It says that they that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. He said, none of them can by it means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. Your riches, you can't use your riches to bribe God. It's that some people think that when we arrive in heaven, we can give God bribe. So God, take this money so you can allow my brother to enter. It doesn't happen that way. There is no amount of money that can make a way for you to heaven. No way. No way. No way. It doesn't happen like that. So they that trust in their riches. And then verse 8 says that for the redemption of their soul, it's precious. And it sees it forever. Verse 9, that he should still live forever and see not corruption. Amen. Verse 10, for he seeth that the wise die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish. And they leave their wealth to others. Yeah. Because their wealth, they will not take it along. I've never heard anybody die and say, can I have my bank statement? I want to see whether I have enough money to make it to heaven. I've never heard it before. Trusting in your riches will not be able to save you. In 2 Timothy, was it first Timothy? The Bible says that Paul said to Timothy, he said, warn them that are rich in this world never to trust in uncertain riches. You cannot put your trust in money. It will not help you. Don't trust in uncertain riches. Charge them that are rich in this world. They should not be high-minded. Not trust in uncertain, but in the living God. Trust in the living God. Trust in the living God. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 11. The rich man's wealth is a strong city. And as an high wall in his own conceit, before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. But he says the rich man's wealth is a strong city. It's like my, my protection is in my money. But when the time comes for you to die, you will see that your money will not be able to save you. I have seen many people who have money who could fly abroad and do other things, but their money still couldn't save them. They died. They died. It happens all the time. So money should be the thing you should put your trust in. 
Put your trust in God Almighty. He is the only person who can save you. Oh, I thought somebody would put your hands together for Jesus. Psalm 52 verse 7. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. Mercy. He made his riches the thing that he trusted in and not God. Mark 10, 24. But Jesus answered and said unto them, Children, how hard it is for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So, even though you are rich, you still need to put your trust in God. And that's what that man who the Bible described as the rich fool the reason why the man was described as a rich fool, he was rich, but he was a fool. <laughs> because, and Jesus said it, that he was rich in this world, but he was not rich towards God. So that's what made him a fool. So you may be rich in everything, but once you are not rich towards God, the riches means nothing. It's not wrong to be rich. It's a good thing. And I see you being rich. You are blessed with money and riches and cars and everything. But the thing is that you must be rich on this earth and rich towards God. Yeah. You have mansions here. You have cars here. You have houses here. One man, that's what happened. The pastor went to his house. He was telling the pastor, see, all this place belongs to me. All these flats. He said, wow. He said, look at all these cars. They are mine. And look this way. There are factories here. All of them are mine. And then this way also, oil fields, they are all mine. The pastor was looking at the guy. He said, wow. What do I say to this man? He seems to have everything. The pastor stood there and the Holy Ghost gave him a word. So he said to the man, you have riches here. You have riches here. You have riches here. You have riches here. What about here? What about here? What about here? On that day when it matters most, you may not have any riches towards heaven. Number three, Zacchaeus, like many rich men, was seeking Jesus, but he had external obstacles to overcome. External obstacles are always going to be there as we try to look for Jesus, we must make a conscious effort to overcome them. Yeah. They'll always be there. Why you cannot come to church? Why you cannot come to Jesus? Yeah. And many times you find that people's jobs take their time. Even Sundays, these days, people are going to work. Hey. People go to work on Sundays. I was talking to one lady. She said, my boss said that if I can come to work on Sunday, they will triple my salary. Yeah. I tell you. 
So it's like the enemy's plan also is to prevent people from coming to church. Yeah. External factors, all these things you must overcome them. They triple your salary. Will you come or you will stay there? What an offer. <laughs> but Zacchaeus had the crowd, the people. Sometimes even people at a place can prevent you from coming. Yeah. There are many people, before they gave their life to Christ, it was not easy. But when they go, they look at the people around. To pass in front of all these people and come to the front, no, I'll, I'll do it. So you will never come. You, you will have to overcome every obstacle. Whatever obstacle is there. Sometimes it's your family background, who you are. Your family has a name. To come and stand here, everybody will see you. Or even your position. Who you are at the office, like this uh, lady boss. Yes, lady boss came to give her life to Christ. So when you look at it, ah, me, pa, lady boss, pa, to come to Jesus. No, these are all external factors. They'll be fighting you. They'll be fighting you. But overcome every one of them. Overcome them. Zacchaeus overcame it. The people were there. He said, listen, I can find a way. He ran past everybody and went to corner Jesus somewhere. Wow. Some of you sometimes, even your girlfriend, it doesn't allow you to come to Jesus. It's an obstacle. You must overcome. Sometimes some things will be very painful, but you have to do it. Yeah. Yes. Overcome it. One lady was in church. As the preaching went on, she gave her life to Christ. After she finished the sinner's prayer, why are you crying? I have to leave my boyfriend. Yeah. It's a good thing. Leave him. Overcome that obstacle. And cry. Number four. (laughs) Wow. Hey, I tell you. Zacchaeus, like many rich men, also had personal obstacles to overcome in order to see Jesus. So, apart from the people around, the external obstacle, he also had his internal obstacles. Which was that? He was short. Bible says he was a little in stature. <laughs> he was short. That was his own. The way it was, he couldn't see Jesus. Because everybody was taller than him. He was short, moving like that. So he couldn't see Jesus. Below sea level. You must overcome your internal problem. Which one is your own? His own was was his height. But maybe yours is your pride. Yeah. You must overcome your pride and come and give your life to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sometimes it's your sins that you have committed. The devil will tell you, oh, as for you, the way your sins are, the blood cannot wash it. So when people are going, you don't go. Don't try because your own is bad. Stay there. Your case is not hopeless. You can also see Jesus. You can overcome that obstacle and come to Jesus. Yeah. But you will find that all these things will want to hinder you from coming to Jesus. For many of us, we've had the opportunity several times to give your life to Christ. But you allow the things to fight you. Today, overcome every obstacle. Your obstacle of pornography and addictions. Overcome it in the name of Jesus. Bible says that if your right hand offends you, cut it off. It is better to enter the kingdom of God without your hand than to enter hell with two hands. If it's your eye, pluck it off. Yes. It's not going to be easy, but it will save you in the long run. Number five. Zacchaeus was known to Jesus by name. By name. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today, I must abide at thy house. Hallelujah. Listen. It may look like God doesn't know you, but God knows you. God knows every one of us. And he doesn't know you as somebody, a part of the number, but he knows you by your name. He calls you by name. He calls you by name. He calls you by name. The people in the Bible, they call them all by name. He called Bezalel by name. He called Abraham by name. He called Moses by name. He called Peter by name. He calls Zacchaeus by name. He's calling you too by name. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 49 verse 16, it says that, thank you Holy Spirit. Behold, I have driven thee upon the palms of my hand. Thy walls are continually before me. Your name is written in the palm of his hand. He knows you by name. He's calling you Kojo. He's calling you Yah. He's calling you Stephen. He's calling you. Come to Jesus. He's calling you by name. Because when they just say it, you may easily think it's not you. When he mentions Zacchaeus' name, he almost fell from the tree. Zacchaeus, hey! Yeah. The reason why we call things by name because that thing will, will address the particular thing. You may easily think they are talking to other people. And as we have gathered here so many people, it's like this message is for somebody else but not me. Like the brother who went to church all the time. When they were preaching, the pastor knows that he's the reason why he's preaching. 
But when he finishes preaching, the guy will come to the pastor and say, Wow, pastor, today you preached. Your message was so powerful. Give it to them. Meanwhile, he is the reason why the message was coming. Give it to them. Every day, give it to them. So one day, fortunately or fortunately, it rained. So only that guy came to church. I don't know how he came to church. Pastor said, today is today. I've gotten this guy today. He's the only one. He cannot say give it to them because there's nobody. One on one. He gave it to him. He preached his heart out. Every preaching he has never pre- he put all together. He preached everything and gave it to the guy. Finished. He took the offering. The guy was sitting down quiet because there's nobody to say give it to them. So he's just sitting down listening, listening, listening. Hey! Pastor said, uh-huh. Today, dear, you can't escape. Pastor was very happy. So after service, the guy walked up to the pastor. Pastor, today your word was very powerful. Pastor himself could feel it. He said, oh, yeah. So, but if only they, they had come. <laughs> it would have been powerful for them. If they had come. But it was a reason for the message. So sometimes we need to mention your name. That you are the one we are preaching to. You are the one we are talking about. You must be born again. You must be saved, Zacchaeus. Yeah. I may not know your name. Otherwise, I would have mentioned your name. But when I mention Zacchaeus, actually it's your name I'm mentioning. So we are talking about the salvation of Zacchaeus, but we are talking about the salvation of John Stevens, if you are here. I don't know anybody by that name anyway, but I'm just... Number six. Zacchaeus, like many rich men, had to respond quickly to Jesus. Please respond quickly. And when Jesus came to the place, verse 5, He looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today I must abide at thy house. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that, and he made haste. He made haste. Listen, there are some things you can take your time and do it. But when it comes to salvation, you cannot take your time about it. Salvation is something you do it at once. Once you hear, you respond immediately because you are not sure what will happen tomorrow. I know many people who had the opportunity to hear the gospel. One time, Shambak, a man of God, he was preaching. Young man, he was telling the boy, give your life to Christ. Give your life to Christ or you will die. He just listened, listened, listened. He didn't obey. When he left his office and went, A car hit him, and that was it. I cannot guarantee tomorrow. The only time I can guarantee is now as you are sitting here. But I cannot tell whether tomorrow you'll be alive. That rich man, the Bible says that he said to himself, So, take your ease, eat, drink, you have all things, be happy. Then the Bible says, God said to him, Thou fool. 
that fool. Don't you know that tonight your soul will be required of you? You are happy about every other thing. But what about me? You are not including me. We cannot guarantee tomorrow. Tonight you are dying. Tonight I'm calling you up. Come. Every one of us, we have just a short time. We cannot guarantee that you'll be around forever. The way you keep saying, tomorrow I will do it. I will do it next week. Oh, next three weeks I will do it. Who said next three weeks we'll come and meet you? James 4 verse 13. It's a scripture you must keep at the back of your mind all the time. The Bible says that, James 4 13. He says that go to those of you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such a city and we will continue there one year and then we will buy and we will sell and we will get gay and we will do this. Hey! I will go to Dubai. Then from there I will go to um, <coughs> Kwanzu. Then from there I will go to China. Then I come and pass to where? Bangkok. <laughs> Go to, be careful. Whereas you know not what shall be tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a moment and tomorrow it is gone. That's your life. You don't know. You think my life will be forever. It is just a vapor. Comes for a moment. Everybody, like the drama ministry, that came on the stage everybody comes to do something for a short time then you go off the stage everybody comes on the stage you do something for a short time you go off the stage now when you come on the stage and you have to do what you have to do and you are not doing it well god can call you aside come away quickly you don't deserve to be here move out in the short time you had what did you use it for don't say I will do it when I'm about to die. Who said you will be able to even say the sinner's prayer at that time? Because I've been there before. When one of our own church members, a lady in the church, she called me. She said, my father is dying at the hospital. I want you to go and pray for him. I said, I will go. When I arrived there, when I saw the condition, I said, this man, I just need to lead him to Christ. That's it. Then I said, let us pray. But I realized that he couldn't even open his mouth to speak. He couldn't. He couldn't. So eventually, an idea came to me that whatever I say, if he can understand me, he should not. So I said, do you want to be born again? He will not. Do you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? He will not. Then whatever I say, he will just be doing that. He couldn't say it. And even at the time, I was just wondering. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 10, it says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So now I was asking that. He's not making a confession. Hey! You may think that you'll be able to, on that sick bed, you can't even make the confession. You can't say it. So to say tomorrow... I will do it later. Hey, make haste. Hurry up. Run quickly. Jesus is calling you. You don't have forever. Run now before it's too late. Run now. Young man, look for Jesus now. Young lady, don't be moving up. I want to move with some men small. 
before you realize you are dead. Young man, seek the Lord while he may be found. It means that there's a time when the Lord cannot be found. Yesterday, a brother was telling me, he said he was looking for somebody to share with him the word of God. He couldn't find anybody. He said to me, he said, people think that it is easy. It is something, but it looks like it's not an easy thing. He just got born again last week. He was going through something. He was just finding somebody to talk to. He said he couldn't find anybody. He didn't know who to talk to. I said, hey, you may think it will be there forever. Make haste. Tell somebody, make haste. Tell him tomorrow may be too late. Thus saith the Lord, Isaiah 49 verse 8, In an acceptable time have I heard you. In a day of salvation have I helped you. And I will pray you. And I will give you for a covenant of the people. So there is a day of salvation. What if today is that day of salvation? Because he said to Zacchaeus, This day, salvation has come to your house. This day, salvation is coming to somebody. Don't postpone it till tomorrow. Today, may you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Number seven, Zacchaeus, like many rich men, needed Jesus Christ in his house. You need Jesus in your house. You need Jesus. He said, today, salvation has come to your house. My mother told me a story many years ago. She said that a man had a big house. Ten bedrooms. And every day, the devil will come to the house and spoil the house and spoil things there. So one day, he got a plan. Or like they say in South Africa, he made a plan. And he invited Jesus to come to the house. And he said, Jesus, come and be in this one room. When the devil comes, sort him out. That night, the devil came. He spoiled things in the house big time. He spoiled so many things. When the man woke he said, Jesus, I asked you to make sure that the devil doesn't take over. Look at what he has done. And Jesus said, come and see the one bedroom you gave to me. Whether the devil was able to come there. The devil couldn't go to that place. The man didn't get the revelation. So he said to Jesus, okay, add one more room. One more room. So that when the devil comes, sort him that night, even what the devil came to do was even wider than the other day. When he left, the following day, the man said, oh, Jesus, you are not doing your work. Oh. Jesus said, come and see the two bedrooms you gave to me. He was able to come there. He couldn't come there. He said, okay, add one more bedroom. Three. That night, oh, the devil, he kicked, he jumped. He, 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 oh, he sported the things. When the man woke up, he said, Jesus. And Jesus said, come and see the three bedrooms. Then the man got the revelation. He said, Jesus, take over the whole house. Take over the whole house. Take over everything in this house. And that night, when the devil came to knock on the door, Guess who came to open? 
it was Jesus. When the devil saw him, he ran away. He couldn't stay. Maybe the reason why your life is going the way it's going because Jesus is only occupying a small part of your life. But Jesus said, I don't want one bedroom. I don't want two bedrooms. I don't want even the chamber or the hall. I want the whole house. I want to come and take over the whole house. I want to be the savior of your whole house. Somebody shout yes. Is Jesus the savior of your whole house? Your house may represent your body. Sometimes we just give a part of ourselves to Jesus. Maybe you come to church, but Jesus is not the savior of your body. You come, but sometimes you don't even listen. There are some people who come to church, they, 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 they play with their phones. They are always texting what's happening, reading Facebook things and all that. You check. You look at the person sitting by you, you see that. Somebody's reading. You check. Just check now. You think I'm joking. It's very true. You check. You see the person sitting by you is looking on the Facebook. Yeah, because your body is here, but your heart is not here. So God is not in charge of the whole house. You have just given, uh, uh, this one is what? Is it a chamber or a hall or? Storeroom. <laughs> you have given a storeroom. But Jesus said, I need the entire body. I need everything to be here. Your body, your soul, your spirit, everything. Give it all to me. Oh. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. And finally, Zacchaeus, like many rich men, had to repent and turn away from his sins. Everybody has to repent. Change. Turn around. Let there be a complete change in your life. He changed. When he met Jesus, if you meet Jesus, you will change. People say they have met Jesus, but they don't change. You haven't met Jesus. Person, you met somebody else, but not Jesus. But my Jesus, if you meet my Jesus, I said, if you meet my Jesus, you will change. He is able to do what policemen are not able to do, he is able to do what parents are not able to do. You will see a completely changed person. Some of the people who are seated here, they used to be very bad before. Hey, you will not believe it all. When you look at them sitting, walking to church, cool. So this one was born a Christian. Don't know. You have no idea the person. But Jesus, when they met Jesus, they turn around. They turn around. They turn around. You can also turn around. Oh yeah, you may be whoever when you meet Jesus something will turn around. Yeah, Zacchaeus Bible says that he said to Jesus, listen, this was somebody who was collecting people's money and used the money to become rich. A sudden he said I'm not going to do it again and in fact, if I've taken money from somebody I am giving it back to them fourfold. 
Himself, nobody, he himself said it. I've changed. I'm not going to do it again. Hey, listen, you can turn around too. You can stop the smoking. You can stop the drinking. You can stop everything that you are doing that is not good. You can change. It's possible. It is possible. Oh, yeah. If you know the people who have changed, you will see that you too, you can change. There's nobody who comes to Jesus who remains the same. And today, the same Jesus is here. He's calling you. He's passing through your way. If only you will accept him, you can also change. Stand to your feet. All to Jesus I surrender all to Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him Maybe somebody invited you to church as a work colleague, a friend, family member. But you know deep down in your heart you are not saved. You need Jesus. You need Jesus in your heart. You need Jesus in your life. You need to make a change for the better. Today, Jesus is standing at the door of your heart and knocking. Don't postpone this. Respond. He wants to come and take over your house. He wants to take over your life. He wants to take over everything concerning you. He wants to make it better. Today, if you are here, you want to surrender your life to Jesus. You need Jesus to take over. With every head bowed, with all eyes closed, you want to surrender your life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. I see many hands lifted. I see many hands lifted. God bless you. God bless you at the back. God bless you. I see your hands. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. Listen, if you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing. Make haste. Move out of your seat and come to the front. Come. 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 Let's pray. Yes. Come all the way to the front. Oh, keep loving for them. Keep loving for them. Keep loving. Come all the way. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Oh, are you excited about the souls that have been saved? Keep loving. Come all the way. Come from the back. We're waiting. We're waiting for you. Love 
I just feel that somebody is still out there. You need to come. There are certain obstacles. Probably you're looking at people. You're looking at this. Should I go? Should I not go? Overcome this thing. I cannot guarantee tomorrow. But today, God wants to help you. Maybe you've come to church before, but you've not really surrendered your life to Jesus. If you're also there, just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Move out of the seat and come. Come, 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 come and join them. Come, come all the way. Come, come, my brother. Come. Tomorrow may be too late. Keep loving. God bless you. Come. Amen. Those of you in front, just lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. It's just a sign of surrender to the Lord. And let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, today I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. From today, I turn around. I will not follow the devil. I will follow you, Jesus. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, today is a special day. Don't forget today's date. Today is the 16th of July. Keep this date. Real bad date. You are born again today. Is it a good idea? God bless you. You see a pastor standing there. He's waving his hand. He's going to talk to you. He'll give you a book by the bishop of this church. Very good book. It will help you to serve God and walk with God. Hallelujah. So please follow him this way. Oh, angels are rejoicing. All these ones. Please, show some love. Show some love. Hallelujah. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.